Welcome to the Diary of a Daddy-O podcast. This podcast is brought to you by myself, David Powell, CEO of 304 Clothing and dad to little Brody. I'm joined by Brad Morley, CEO of Indigo Create and dad to little Lennon. We'll be talking about the trials and tribulations of becoming fathers for the first time while remaining at the helm of our respective businesses as CEOs. It is going to be a wild, wild ride and we want to take you on it with us. So stay tuned and welcome to the Diary of a Daddy-O. is a diary pod about how work routines flip turn upside down and we'd like to take a second to let you know how we juggle being a dad while being a ceo Daddy-o. big hello to everyone and a happy new year we want to kick this podcast off quickly by saying there's been a five-week gap between recording episode two and episode three for obvious reasons the arrival of brody powell So we will be retracing some of the early days in the next two episodes before inviting some guests on from episode five onwards. So without further ado, let's get into podcast three. Yo, hello everyone. So we are back with episode three. As I mentioned in the intro, there's been a pretty long gap in uh, recording from episode two to episode three. It actually turned out to be 10 weeks. Um... Myself and Brad have probably gone back and forth with 500 WhatsApps, <laughs> scheduling the next recording, it, then scheduling it again and recording it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, here we are now. We're finally recording it. Yet. We've made it, mate. Um, yeah, a little. I mean, it's, my, it's probably my fault, if I'm honest with you. Um, both been ridiculously busy with, with work, which... Ow. Was to be expected, really, um, with Black Friday, Christmas, and then obviously Brody did arrive a week late, and just yeah, I don't think. Listen, I listened back to episode two, and I was talking about how prepared I was and how I was, I was, I was mentally ready. For it. I was this, that, and the other, but nothing can prepare you for the actual whirlwind and spiral of chaos that ensues when uh, the baby arrives back home for the first time. Yeah, nah, that's it, mate. It's, I was exactly the same. <clears throat> Just minus, not as prepared as you was. In advance, <laughs> but definitely threw me off balance for sure. Yeah, it's just it's just madness, isn't it? Like, I mean, I I booked the two weeks off after Brody arrived to sort of what I thought would be enough time just to sort of get your feet under the table, learn how things are going, and and get a new routine in place, but. We're 10 weeks in, really, and there's still no real routine. There's, a, there's loose routines in the day, but, yeah, it's, uh, it is madness. Completely, complete and utter whirlwind. I don't, yeah, I think it's one of those, like, I'd be shocked if anyone has, like, a, a full routine, like, nailed. Because every day is different as well. Like, we were just even, I was, we were just even talking about this, like, me and Molly, when I was washing the bottles up. Because, so, like, on a good day, obviously, we, like, where like Lennon has a like morning nap around half nine ten, she'll have like hour hour and a half or something. So Molly started putting her in a like cot for that now, like up in the room with a sound machine on that, so she can get used to settling herself if she wakes up. So we've been yeah. doing that for a while. So on a good day, like she'll go like a solid hour and a half, or whatever. So like Molly will start doing stuff around the house and whatever. And then like this morning, she's like, because we got the camera on, she's like, she's awake and it's been like. 35, 40 minutes. So, yeah. so like, literally, like, 
you think how much that then changes your day because then she's like, well, I was going to do that, I was going to do this, I was going to do that. And now she wakes up properly, like, not reality. So you can't, I don't believe, like, no one can have, like, a full routine. Like, I just don't work that way. So, so, so I think, I guess, as soon as you get prepared for not having a routine, the better, because, yeah, we, Brody's a little bit ill at the moment and we've been like thinking okay right he might wake up at three o'clock in the night he goes to bed at maybe 11 probably up at six or seven obviously with him having a bit of a snotty nose he's he's waking himself up like every half an hour to an hour and as soon as you sort of come to terms with the fact that you just got to be you just got to be prepared for whatever to happen you can actually get feel a little bit more comfortable with it because at the first night i mean me, me and jess were up and up every half an hour be like, oh my god is, it, is he gonna sleep through the night but actually as soon as you come to terms with look he's gonna be up every half an hour let's just accept it and see what happens tomorrow in terms of being tired and whether we can get a nap in or whatever yeah I think you'll feel a bit better about it don't you yeah that's it mate yeah that's it you just gotta you just gotta um, yeah roll with it really and, and try and make it work like it's, there's gonna be some days which are more chaotic than others and yeah. obviously like having a routine is great but just don't, I suppose, get so tired to it where, you know, because it, it can get like that where you feel a bit like, oh, it like annoys you almost because you're like, they break that routine. It's a bit like, well, now you've sort of like changed my whole thing, but yeah, you really just can't. You just got to take them as they come, haven't you? Well, yeah, and that's exactly back to the point of why we've taken 10 weeks to record this potty is that we said, right, we're going to record every, <laughs> record every Wednesday so we get some, some episodes in the bank and we'll launch them every other Monday. And yeah. fortunately, we had two in the bank to launch through january didn't we um yeah pre brody's arrival but now we're going to do our best to make sure we hit at least that routine of every monday launch because uh yeah so far we've had some good feedback and a lot of people messaging saying they've enjoyed the first couple of pods and yeah we've got yes i mean to be fair, we, i think we did we did set out to be a bi-weekly wasn't it every two weeks or something anyway but yeah, still yeah. i mean it's been a lot it's still yeah still um Still are, but yeah, I think um, yeah, it's it's just one, it's just one of those. But yeah, I think yeah, definitely we'll get some more routine on that. Obviously, we've got loads to update on because since the last one, Dave's obviously had his baby Brody now. I mean, he's like we were just saying, he's like nine weeks already, so <laughs> it's just crazy. But hopefully, a bit more useful because it means that you've got a bit more context around like how it's been across those nine weeks now. Like you're probably starting to get into your own little way of things. Yeah, but well, why don't you, you why don't we sort of dive into that though? Like from from that, how it affected you? What was like? How you felt about it? Baby arrival? Yeah, so, well, the the arrival itself was was like a completely undescribable experience. I mean, the birth was was twenty two hours. Um, started at two in the morning and finished just before just before midnight. And I mean, you could talk all day about the experience of giving birth, but I think that's probably probably one for another another day but following on from like Brody coming home well actually I mean there's a couple of things that happened which were quite quite an experience that Jess's sodium levels dropped through the birth so she had to stay in hospital for a couple of days with Brody after the birth so I was actually made to go home for two nights and that in itself was quite a, a really strange feeling being like well actually I was laying in bed at like three in the morning on my own wife and kid in hospital just thinking what what can I do I can't, I can't do anything I was trying to like process what had just happened but I'd been made to leave the hospital 
thinking all I wanted to do was like be with Jess and Brody, but I couldn't. I was just lay there in bed, like staring at the ceiling, thinking, fucking hell, my life's changed. But at the same time, I'm just at home in the quiet, nothing going on, thinking, when's it going to sort of start, if that makes sense? Because we didn't really know when Brody and Jess were going to come home at that point because she needed to get her like sodium levels back up and then the hospital let her go. But fast forwarding from there, when he did come home, I mean, the first day that I started to work at home, so I think it was two weeks later, I did put a, a big post out on LinkedIn about it that my anxiety levels were absolutely through the roof to a level I've never experienced in my life before. I, the level of guilt that I was feeling was was crazy. I, I was, I think for about three or four days, I could barely eat because I felt real guilty in terms of Brody and Jess were in the other room. Like, I think I remember you saying it one of the episodes that you could hear crying and thinking, well, no, like I need to do what I'm doing here. And then I was feeling guilty about not doing work, even though I'd said I was going back to work. And just the, the, the contrast of like having two, two forms of guilt colliding in the middle and you're sort of stuck in the middle, not knowing which way to go. When really yeah. deep down, you know which way you want to go. You want to go and, and look after your child, but at the same time, you, you have to do work because you have to earn money to look after that child and that wife so it was yeah yeah it was another indescribable experience that really struggled with for about three or four days if i'm honest um yeah and then when i finally got myself back into the the office rather than working from home that's when i started to feel a little bit a little bit better because i could actually see some physical separation that allowed my like brain to sort of just process it a bit and think well actually i've made the physical decision to be out the house and work and it allowed me to sort of concentrate on work a little bit more than I was doing when I was sat just in the dining room like looking through the glass window seeing him chilling rolling around like yeah. shouting and stuff so yeah mad experience yeah. I think I can't, yeah I can't really remember I, obviously I know you said that you found it quite difficult because you, you're working from home pretty much five days a week whereas my turning point was when I was back in the office which was towards the end of December yeah so yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bit. I suppose it's a bit like um, out of sight, out of mind a little bit, ain't it? Like, cause yeah. you're not physically there. You're not kind of being reminded of what's going on and stuff. Whereas, when you are there, like, and equally, like, you know, if if you go to work and then you come back and it's like, oh, how, you know, how how are they been and stuff? Like, chances are your partner's going to be like, yeah, they've been alright, they've been a bit whingy or something. But if he was actually there, mm-hmm. you, and you're hearing every cry, every this, every, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. it might have seemed like more than it was so it's yeah it's definitely it's good that you've got that sort of escape to go to i think equally like with that it probably makes you more productive because you're away from it so you're like right i'm in work so i'm work focused now and then i know that when i go home i'm at home whereas sometimes with mine it's a bit like you can't necessarily like fully focus because you're sort of what's going on out there or whatever not so much now but like before i remember in that sort of stage i was like what's going on out there do I need to go out or yeah like you don't you know you don't if, if your partner's struggling or whatever then you're a bit like oh should I be going out so yeah that, that kind of continues a bit but I suppose yeah the, the guilt thing as well like doesn't necessarily completely go I think it just changes so like you do learn to like deal with it in different ways and stuff and it gets easier for sure but when the baby then starts to develop more you get like this different type of guilt. So like mine, for example, now is like the whole bath times. I've started doing baths 
like mm-hmm. with Molly there, obviously, but like she lets me like bath her because obviously I don't see her all day as such. So I know that I've got that to look forward to. And now yeah. she's becoming like a little character. So like she's doing more stuff. She's laughing. She's playing. Like we have like a little bath games. If I then think like there's certain days last week where I had some like heavy edits, obviously. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to miss it tonight. Like, so so you, you have that like. Then you have that thing of like, oh, they've been with them all day. Like they probably looked forward to like this little moment of yeah. ten minutes themselves, and now like they've got to still do that. And I equally don't get to see baby. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it just comes in different ways. But I do think it does get easier, obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I I experienced it once so far. I think where like. Brody's obviously only nine weeks old, but he's starting to do little little things that are new. Obviously, like blowing bubbles, starting to smile, like kicking out, sucking his hand, and like I think I missed one of them. I think it was like he started blowing bubbles, and like obviously I'd seen every sort of new thing up to that point. I came home from work, yeah. and was like oh yeah, he's like blowing bubbles with his tongue out now, and I was like oh shit, man, I've missed it, and like yeah, really bad. But then I was like, well, I'm gonna miss. You're gonna miss fair gonna bit miss. if you're out of the office. Yeah. And then, but then on the flip side, there's obviously the chance that Jess could miss something that, even though she's looking after him more than me, that if she she could be just having a shower and he could literally throw out his first word, like it's, it's yeah, not just li- literally, you know what, li- literally that exact thing has happened for us, like not the words, but um, the amount like Molly's looking after, her and some days I won't see the baby a lot at all. I know I'm at home, but like you know I might nip out or something when I'm making lunch, hello, and then go back in. But yeah, there's there's been a time where she's had a lot all day and stuff. We like she she was laughing, but like subtly, like weren't like a proper giggle, you know. And Molly gets saying to me, like, I wonder when she's gonna like really open up on that. And then literally, like there was this one time she was like, right, I'm gonna go and have a shower. You right over for bits. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So she literally went up. I'm talking like not even five minutes. Like I'm playing with her. She's laying down on her mat, and I'm playing with her, and she was really laughing. Like I've never heard her laugh like that. So I, I ended up sort of catching a small bit on film and then literally like I text Molly, I was like, look, she just started laughing. She's like, I literally I was in the shower, like not even fucking two minutes. So that's just like I've been with it all day, like and that's come out. So yeah, you definitely are gonna get those. But then I suppose as well, like yeah, it's it's one of those how how far do you go with it? Like Yeah. I could, you can't stay like you've physically gotta be at your workplace that's a bit like well i can't wait around here for the next two years just whilst they're doing stuff like you, you just got to take your chance in you but i give you saying that i suppose that makes it harder good thing with with mine i suppose in that sense regardless of like the distraction side is i'll get to do i do get to see stuff like that so when she was like oh we're starting to feed her now she was like do you want to come and see this i'm like yeah yeah thanks and i'll run out and I get to watch stuff like that. So that is the benefit, I suppose, of working from home, which I'm sure a lot of dads have got, which you will also have when you're like to and from home, because I know you, you split your time, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think already I've like sort of initially I was gonna do Wednesdays at home, and then two on, one off, two on, and then I think actually at the moment I would I'd I'd feel bad missing this much stuff. So I feel like I'm gonna probably gonna do every other day. So I'll do three at the office and two at home. Yeah, and good then, Obviously, then after weekends as well. So I'd end up being with him four days, three days at work. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, well, hopefully that helps my sort of mental side of not not worrying too much about missing missing stuff and having some good quality time with him because, like, 
yeah. working from home, I'll take him out for a walk for an hour, an hour and a half at lunchtime. Maybe he's saying the same thing on WhatsApp to me. And yeah. Like, yeah. When I was when I'm at work here, I work through lunch. So like the the difference of like when I'm at the office, I'm working through lunch. When I'm at home, I'm actually getting out, getting the fresh air, going for a walk with Brody and stuff. It's it's, it's sick. It's not. It's something I don't really want to miss out on or lose. So I'm, I'm going to make no. sure I'm doing it. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually quite nice as well. Like, because obviously we've got the dog as well, so like the dog needs to go out. So we kind of time that the same thing. Like, <clears throat> we'll take when we take the baby out, we take the dog out, and it is nice because you get like, yeah, you just get a chance to just take in fucking fresh air. But it's also something little to look forward to, like. They might be sleeping in, in the pram or in their hold or but yeah. just I don't know, you still feel like you're getting that sort of good time with them and that. 100%. Yeah. I think the last, the last uh I'd say the last like week or so has been the most challenging on my part because I've had this really heavy film edit for Space Goods and it's been like lots of late nights, early mornings, like and lots of just days of not really spending much time with her or Molly, to be honest. So when uh, I'd say that was definitely the most challenging. Once, once that was finished, it was a bit like, right. like even like yesterday, we went, I said, let's, we never do this in a week normally, but I was like, let's like, I booked like, just to go fucking Frank and Benny's. I was like, let's go out for lunch. Like I yeah. took basically most of the day off yesterday just so like we could all have a bit of time. And it's nice to be able to do that. Think right. your priorities definitely change. Like the amount of times I've, I've gone like, usually before I might have been like, oh, I really need to do something, some stuff this evening to catch up, and then I thought actually, fuck it, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually more like you got to prioritise that your family now. That's more important, like family first, and then work comes second. So yeah, my mindset has definitely changed. From, from from watching the uh, this project from the outside, I've seen the. Uh... The Instagram stories at three, four in the morning and stuff. So I feel like you might deserve a little Frankie and Benny's trip for lunch, mate. <laughs> little day out, yeah. Hundred percent. And then uh, just on the a quick one before we uh, move on to the next point. In the last episode, you threw out a couple of name predictions. So I've mentioned Brody yes. now like a hundred times in this in this party. What was your what was your thoughts <laughs> when, uh, when you found out the name was Brody? I loved it, mate. I, I, it threw me off. To be fair, I didn't. Um... Yeah, it was not even remotely close, I suppose, to any of the ones that I, I suggested. Albeit, I suppose some of mine were quite Americanized, which I suppose Brody, you don't hear much of, well, I don't know any Brodies over here, actually. Nice no, and unique. No. So, um, But no, I think it really suits him. I like it a lot. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very, very happy with it. We had, I think I remember saying, we had three names that were pretty much like odds on to be picked and then wanted to bring him home. Jess accidentally started calling him Brody even in hospital. I think obviously she was just like away with the fairies and she she said Brody a couple of times and we were like, oh, okay, maybe that's a sign, but let's still get him home yeah. and see. And then we said all the names to him a few times and obviously as a newborn baby, they don't really do much. But when we said Brody, he opened his eyes and sort of like looked at us a little bit. So we were like, right, there yeah, it is. That one's it's going to be Brody. I couldn't yeah. imagine anything else now, but yeah. Brody. Yeah, it's Brody. interesting. It's interesting. I think, um, yeah, like how, how it's funny though, because equally, like now, like we still, we we rarely ever call her Lennon. Like, it's, I still, really? I just call her baby. Like, it's really, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe that would change when, when, when she starts speaking and she's engaging more. But like, I've noticed Molly start doing it more. But um, yeah, I've, I just, I don't know. It almost feels weird calling her it. I don't know why. It's true to be fair because we, we were calling Brody Little P all the way through the pregnancy, and I find myself right. still saying 
little P every now and again. Yeah. Like, it, it should be little B now, if anything, not little P. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we've got to transition straight into the next topic, which you've you spoke to me on on I think it was voice notes or or text, but you planned a little trip away for Christmas. I thought it's a relatable story for people to to hear that you planned your first trip away with Lennon that maybe didn't quite go to plan as you'd hoped. <laughs> so, Say the I'll, least, yeah. I'll let you have the floor, mate, and, and, and explain the story because it's a, it's a, I'm not going to laugh too much, but it is a, it's a funny story. Yeah. You know what is it? It was an emotional roller coaster. So we, and it, this is, this is also like probably like advice for men as well, like dads, you know, just to help your partners out because this definitely falls on me as well. Yeah, we, we basically, we go to this like annual trip every year, basically. We've been going since like, it was just me and Molly going. Um, it's a place called The Great House in Sonning, um, Berkshire. It's really lovely, like country escape. Nice, you know, nice food, nice woods. Nice, just, just a nice area, really. So we used to go just us. And then we got the dog and we started going with the dog as well. And obviously, first year with a baby, we said, let's, because we go around Christmas, so um they in windsor they do the like christmas light show and stuff you walk through all the terrains and it's really it's really nice so we said look let's buy tickets we bought them like earlier in the year let's go stay let's go for christmas like just before it we'll take the baby we'll take the dog be a nice getaway anyway so we've obviously booked it and then weeks leading up to it we're a bit like mm, not sure it's going baby's going to be best for this because can't really walk the pram for it because of all the mud so she's gonna have to be in the the wall car and I don't know if she's going to be all right in that for that amount of time you're out for a few hours because she'd been obviously playing up a little bit so he was like oh putting it off and on like you know the anxiety kicks in like what's it going to yeah. be like and then obviously little things like well we've got to plan the day so differently now because we need to get there for food and then she's going to need a bottle and sleep and then we're going to have to go and then we're going to, have to come back and change there was all these like different components which we're not used to but we we was we was we was like no. At first we was like we ain't going. Let's just cancel it. So I booked the hotel booking.com. So 24 hours before we can cancel the tickets. Obviously we would have lost, but it was only like 50 quid each or something. Um. So anyway, so gets to maybe two days before. Oh yeah, because obviously baby has started teething as well, which was, <laughs> she was struggling quite a lot of it. As well. In there as well. Yeah. So we were like, oh, you know, that was main, the main reason. In the end, we was like. We ain't, we, let's just not go. It's not worth it. It's going to be stressful. Anyway, so the baby's been good the week leading up. So it gets to two days before, day before. We're like, fuck it, should we just go? Like, let's just go. Let's just try it. Like, it might be absolutely fine. We'll have a good time. Good for Christmas. And, you know, it'll it'll be sweet. So we're like, yeah, we commit. Obviously, paid, paid the hotel fee or everything. Gets to the night before. Molly, bless her heart, like she spent hours like suitcase out baby's clothes like everything's prepared what what we're wearing is prepared like we're, we're all prepared on that then the morning we're like right we've got to be there we've got dinner booked there for 2 30 usually takes about an hour to get there so we're like yep. we'll leave in good time like we'll sort bits out in the morning pack the car and we'll go i don't know what happened but the morning came round, and before we knew it i'm like washing bottles up at like half 12 like you know, starting to pack the car. I think we got ready a bit later. We got up and just assumed like we had all this time. And, and obviously like the baby, we're sorting the baby out, keeping her entertained, feeding her, whatever. So that yeah. obviously you lose time on. 
Then unpacking the car must have took me an hour because I've got the dog bed, you've got the sterilizers, you've got the baby's bath because they didn't have one in the, in the room. We've got, because yeah. we had a dog room, so there was no bath, we had to take a bath. We've got the uh, night cot, you know, like portable one we took away for her to sleep in. Like there's so much stuff going, the dog food, like there's so much stuff going into this car, like suitcases, whole thing, like, as I say, about an hour. We get on the road. By this point, it's gone two o'clock. So we're like, we've missed dinner because that's 2.30. We look at the ways, uh, the maps, and it says two hours to get there. Hour and 45 minutes. Or, no, two over two hours. So we wouldn't get there till near five o'clock. So we're like, hang on, what's going on here? We're on the road by this point. Yeah. Baby's like being cried or whatever. We're, like, we're on the road, he's stressed. And I'm like, so we've missed dinner. We're now got to be at that light show for five o'clock, but we've got to check in first. And it takes 45 minutes to get from there to the light show. We're going to end up going straight to the light show. Be late. They only let you in 15 minutes over that. Otherwise, it's, you're not getting in. Then we're going to come back, put her to bed and go to sleep. So it was like, the whole purpose of this, like, the whole thing's gone. So we try and we like, you know, everyone's emotional. We're like, they're fucking pointless. Like, it's just not. So all the traffic in that, in the end, we just say, you know what? Let's just turn around. Let's just go on. Like, you know, every, by this point, we're both like super pissed off. Like, Molly was crying. Like, it was just, we're just like, this has just been one epic foul, you know. And we were so prepared the night before, which made it worse. But as I say, I think when we come back and we're just sitting at home, like, baby's like crying now. We were just like sat down. And when we managed to like take it all in, I was like, look, I am happy to admit, as a guy, I've got no concept of time. Like, you know, I'm just pick up, I sort myself out and I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. you don't, I don't take into consideration, like, Molly's got to get herself ready. She's got to get baby ready. She's got to get all of her stuff ready. Like, all I'm doing is, right, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to pack the car. So, if I, and, and I'd also done a bit of work in the morning. So, realistically, we like, we should have been well on the road by, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Not fucking <laughs> gone 2 o'clock. Uh, car should have been all prepped, ready to go beforehand. So, yeah, I think lesson learned like from my part was don't let them do everything and also it was the first time i was getting away so it was all very new like i should have done a bit more to be honest and but it is what it is like we lost money and it's just one of those things we know for next time yeah and obviously when it comes to actually christmas day like we had to be obviously prepared for that and we was like ultra prepared and it was a really nice feeling to get out the door nice and early so it swings around about it's a lesson learned but yeah epic foul first trip First trip away, big foul. <laughs> you live and learn, mate. You live and learn. I mean, I, I I took that advice on on the chin straight away because I my birthday was January eleventh, so not that long ago. Jess had booked a, a night away with Brody, and I was like, right, need to be uber prepared here because I've heard a story that we don't, <laughs> don't want to be replicating for the for the potty. So yeah, we 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 both drove, both cars were packed, made sure everything was packed, ready night before cars were done i managed to miss that sort of carnage which i, I was extremely i don't know whether you were worried about the baby like being away from home and sleeping somewhere new because brody hadn't yeah. slept anywhere for the well ever other than our house or even been in someone's house and he actually yeah. was really, really well behaved he did really well he slept well and it sort of it's now given me the confidence to think well actually maybe they are a little bit more robust and and sort of adaptable to your lifestyle than i even thought yeah. because yeah I, I would i was i was really really worried about 
cots, different sleeping, different rooms, lights being different, sounds, blah, 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 everything not being there and stuff. But actually, he did okay. I'm sure he's going to have absolute meltdowns, sleeping at grandparents' houses and stuff like that. But at least now, your story gave me a bit of, a bit of an insight. <laughs> I'm sure to be prepared. And also a bit yeah. of confidence, actually, like, right, we've got a couple of trips now planned in in the UK and stuff and going to take him up to grandparents two hours away and at least have the confidence to to say we're going to go and, and stay over rather than being like, no, 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 we need to be back home for seven o'clock to start the evening shutdown, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. We Yeah, we, we had a similar thing to that at Christmas, I suppose. Because um, like you say, like once once you get that routine, it's, you don't want to break it almost, do you? But yeah. Yeah, we, we was planning on um yeah, taking the taking like the travel cart round to yeah, like nan and granddad's like Christmas Day. So obviously we was like, Well, it's gonna be into the evening, we're gonna have to bath for that. We was just gonna do that and then put a sound machine in there and come uh, you know, come down, carry on, then just take her own sleepy at night and put her in a, a thingy, a cot. But Christmas Day she woke up in a different actually no, she woke up all right, she was right for the first half and then yeah, it was, a, it was a whirlwind for me. She was really badly teething. So Christmas, Christmas what, afternoon into the evening was, was difficult. What age was Lennon when she started teething? So like, oh, I'm, I'm just sat here waiting for it to happen now with Brody, thinking how long we got. I, it feels like forever, but um, she goes in and out now. Like she's, uh, she'll have days where like she's really, you can, you can almost see it. You can almost see it like, because her cheeks will go rosy and, yeah. It would just be winding more, you know, and they'll be touching their mouth and stuff. But um, I'd probably say maybe, oh, God, I don't even know, three, four months maybe, three, four, four months. months. Got a little bit of time then. Yeah, I feel it's definitely been a few months for sure. Well, you think, yeah, Christmas she had it bad. Before Christmas she had it, probably around my birthday. So, yeah, maybe about three months, four months, something like that. Okay, fair dues. Right, well, I mean... This is the third episode of the potty. We said we we're going to be half an hour. We haven't even finished part part one of episode three. So <laughs> we just split episode three into two. Yeah. And, and leave episode three, part one here, and we'll, we'll come back and do part two next week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for cool. sure. Yeah. Catch right. up on it well, then, definitely. Appreciate everyone tuning in, guys. We'll finish episode three in two weeks' time. And then the episode after that will be our first guest, who is anyone who knows me and Brad is Sean Cotter, my business partner, Brad's friend. Um, he's been a parent now for, I think he's got Sienna's just over one. So he's, he's even further ahead than both of us. So it'll be interesting to see what his insights are on uh, on parenthood and being a daddy as well. So yeah, that's the episode after. So appreciate it guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Nice one, guys. Big news. We've decided to partner up with a charity called Winston's Wish. They were the first UK's child bereavement charity and have been supporting grieving children and young people for 30 years. The Diary of a daddy would like to help them on their way in providing the much-needed money to help provide specialist child bereavement support services across the UK. To donate, visit our Just Giving page www.justgiving.com forward slash diary of a daddy or click the link in our description below. A work life balance, so hard to do while juggling a business and date nights too. But life goes on, so what baby we got? Now I'm trying to juggle both of feeding baby that pop. I deal with one, two.
security nappy and turn my back and hear 101 messages pinging through slack sleep deprivation you can see it in my eyes as i hop on google meets i hear the baby starts crying so i mute and shout to mom you okay in there dear she says get on with your work we'll be okay in here i wash up the bottles around eight or nine by the time i'm in my office sometimes it's lunchtime looked at my partner said one down no how to juggle my new life as a successful daddy-o